It's another day in real estate with Mitty Matthews from the Arbor Move team. And as always, our very own Clayton Kendrick from Academy Mortgage. We're more than realtors. We're more than mortgage pros. We are your guides, your teachers, and your cheerleaders on this journey of home buying. Welcome to the podcast where we will help you fall in love with the process of buying or selling a home. Always bringing you helpful information along with some fun and tragic stories from the real estate trenches. Remember to subscribe to our channel for the weekly Bite of real estate. Hey, Clayton, how are you doing? Doing well, Mitty, yourself? I'm great. Let's uh, get started with our podcast number two, episode number two. It's Lending 101. Yes. Yeah, so this one's mostly you, my friend. All right. Um, Do you want to give us a quick interest rate overview well, sure. Um, rates are still pretty darn low right now. Uh, we've seen a little bit of market fluctuation, but everyone wants to know what the 30 years at, and it's essentially still sub 3%. So cheap money. Perfect. There's uh, there's nothing to buy. So let's go out and spend our money on nothing. That's, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are. Things are coming on the market, and I think that uh, with Inauguration Day happening and behind us, that we are going to see a little bit more activity. Um, that's my... My big prediction for for the moment. Um, that's right. That's right. Let's get into the the lending piece of this whole thing. Um, let me know. Uh, first off, how many years have you been in business? Uh, just about nine years. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I've been been doing this uh, quite some time, and um, I've kind of seen it on any any type of mortgage. So. And you, uh, you started out in the big box stores, as I recall. I did. I, yeah. I did my, my time at Quicken Loans. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I, I was there for just a year. Um, got my kind of got my feet wet, um, and then came to uh, stop stop driving to Detroit every day. Um, worked at Gold Star for, uh, which is an Ann Arbor company for oh two and a half years or so, oh. something like that. Okay. Um, and have been at, at Academy since then. I know that Quicken's a pretty uh, pretty quick dip in the pool, right there, huh? For for most people, yeah. yeah. I mean, a year is actually a pretty long tenure there. From so. what I understand, is um, most of those most people or a lot of people start at Quicken, but nobody sticks it out because it's it's rough and there's, it's there's, not. Uh, there's a couple buddies still there, um, but yeah, I, I think it's uh, it's a fine place to I, I suppose get an introduction right to to, uh, to the mor- the general mortgage world, um, and then uh, yeah, take what you get and. And uh, get out of there with from your sanity. My, from my experience with dealing with anything quick, and I find that it's a lot of newbies over there. Not sure. Quite a bit. There's a lot yeah. of turnover. Yeah. So let's let's just jump into um, how to pick a lender and why you want somebody local. Sure, absolutely. Um, so realistically, I, I think you're looking for somebody with experience. Obviously, you want somebody with, who knows what they're doing. Um, somebody who, particularly for a first time home buyer, is willing to take the time to educate you. Um, to make sure that you're completely comfortable uh, with uh, with making the biggest investment of your life, most likely. Um, and then why somebody local? Um, because I guess multitude of reasons. First and foremost, they, they know the market. Um, they know kind of all the players involved. Uh, they can... Uh, they can educate you a little better on different municipalities where taxes might be higher or lower, um, help you negotiating with say a listing agent or getting your, your deal solidified. Um, so yeah, I mean, the, I think there's a ton of reasons why you want to go with local. Lending, that's yeah, for sure. for sure. And the appraisals, you want those local appraisers to come in. I don't want somebody coming in from, uh, 
a market that doesn't know Ann Arbor and trying well, to appraise something here, huh? Sure, absolutely. And that's we, we've got a panel, uh, spe- you know, specifically for Washtenaw, um, so that you're not going to get somebody coming in from a different municipality and and who might not know the market as well. Yeah, those uh, little appraisals are a problem. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That could be an issue. All right. So you know, people, especially first time home buyers, are are not going to know a lot about what to expect when they pick up the phone and try to give you a call. So um, let's just start with their credit scores. You know, I mean, I think anybody at this point in time can look up their own credit score and get an idea. And there's three credit bureaus. Um, Do you guys take sort of an average of the three? Well, so what we're going to do is we're going to pull a tri-merge credit report, meaning uh, Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. And we're not taking an average. We're taking the middle score. So if you've got a 700, a 710, and a 720, your qualified score is a 710. Interesting. Okay. So it's not an average at all. No. Yeah. Nope. What's the what's the bottom line? You know, let's say I don't have much credit or haven't had great experience with, uh, you know, something went awry sure, somewhere uh, in my a, youth. A, yeah, a fork in the road there. Yeah. Um, so right now, um, things are a little bit tightened up. Um, 620 is, is really what we need to see. Um before COVID, things were a little a little looser. We could do, say, for instance, uh, an FHA of 580, mm. um, and that was a pretty easily approvable mortgage. Maybe if you had a 560, we could do a quick rapid rescore, and you got your, your 580, you're good to go. Um, they have tightened things up uh, considerably, so you, you, we definitely want you to, to be in the best position. Obviously, interest rate can also uh, be uh, involved with your with your credit score, down payment, et cetera. So, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, ideally, we've got an 800 credit score client who's putting, you know, 25% down, but uh, that is not your typical home buyer. Um, so, yeah, six, 620 and up is, okay. is what we're looking for. So with that in mind, I would I would recommend people trying to check that credit score first, 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 like before, you know, maybe even a year before you're thinking about buying, just so you know what you're looking at. And so, you know, does the credit score impact um, your percentages, the the um, what you're paying is it for an interest rate yeah for an interest absolutely rate. absolutely so you're going to see a, a little more of a difference for a conventional mortgage where it's it's more risk-based mm-hmm. uh, where the mortgage insurance things of that nature are also going to be risk-based um, but yeah absolutely um, if you come in with perfect credit and you got a ton of money to put down yes you're going to get a better interest rate than, okay. uh, you know almost undoubtedly than somebody with poor credit high debt to income ratio and and not much money to put down okay that's yeah. good to know because i'm not sure everybody's aware of that Oh, absolutely. And, and you can you can always, you know, if you're on, let's say, something like Credit Karma, um, is it going to be the exact same credit score that I'm seeing? No, you're looking at a consumer's report. But it's going to give you a general idea. Do I have terrible credit? Do I have great credit? Right. Uh, or, you know, it, we just, it, it'll give you a, a sense of where you're at. Okay, that's fantastic. Um, let's just jump right into this. Uh, a lot of people don't know what to expect when they call up a lender. What kind of documentation do you need in order to get that pre-approval done, which we know is like, it's sort of like bringing your wallet to the store. Oh, absolutely. Um, so there's going to be plenty of information. First and foremost, we're going to take a look at credit, obviously, make sure that you've got a qualified score. Um, that's going to let me know kind of what sort of programs we're going to, we're going to start looking at, um, you know, just kind of pencil some things in. Um, income and assets, 100% we're going to verify those things. Um, so pay stubs, W-2s, 1099s, tax returns if necessary. Uh, we're going to be looking at bank statements um, or any other you know financial statements. Say you're going to be pulling pulling money from a 401k, something of that nature. If, you're, if you've uh, currently own a home, 
we're going to be getting mortgage statements, uh, insurance declaration pages. So um, there's a there's a multitude of things that we're going to want to look at. It's all easy documentation to get, but we want to make sure that you are totally pre-approved. We're not guessing at anything. Uh, we're, we're not crossing our fingers and hoping that things turn out for the best. We're going to do all the homework up front and make sure that you're 100% ready to go so that when you're out with your real estate agent, when you're out with Mitty and you're looking for homes, there's no question in anyone's minds, can I afford this house? Is this going to be approved? You, you're one, you're good to go. How far back on my bank statements? Let's say I've got some stuff I don't want you to know that I'm purchasing. <laughs> uh, generally speaking, two months. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. Yep. You know, for all of those who are, you know, a little bit more private. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Just something to keep in mind. Hey, what do you, what do you, uh, I know you mentioned assets. Um, what, what kind of things qualify as assets? Um, so, well, obviously money, um, <laughs> but, but, but we, we can't use uh, what we would call uh, quote unquote mattress money. So you can't have $10,000 sitting in, uh, you know, sitting in a, uh, a safe in your room in cash money and pull that out and put it into your bank account. And we cannot use that. We can't source it. So those monies that you're going to be using need to be um, uh, in say a 401k, uh, some other sort of retirement account, uh, a stock account. Um, ideally it's already in your checkings and savings account. Um, but we, we want that to be in there and seasoned already. So you can't just, like I said, these take 10,000 bucks, put it in your bank account and call it good. Um, uh, that's non-sourceable funds and you can't use it to buy a house. How seasoned does it have to be? Two months. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah. But I mean, again, generally speaking, we're going to get two months worth of bank statements. Right. So. If it's been sitting in there for a while, you don't, you, you don't know where you it came are, from. The, you're just fine. Nice. Not that I'm looking for anybody to squeeze around. Right. The, <laughs> the so like, what if I have like a hundred thousand dollar boat? Is that an asset? That is not an asset. Oh, that's uh, unfortunate. Your, your, yeah. Your, your cars, your things that uh, generally speaking, a hundred thousand dollar boat's more of a liability anyway. Um, but yeah, you can't use a, a car, a trailer, something to that effect um, as, as an asset. Uh, it's got to be money. Clayton, a boat is pure joy. A boat is pure joy. But you know that you know that the two best days in, in, a, in a boat ownership is the day you buy it and the day you sell it. Remember that. <laughs> no, I, I'm not in agreement. All right, so um, there's this thing called debt to income ratio. Can yes, you explain that? What does that mean? So outside of obviously getting your foot in the door, uh, which is your which is your credit score. Debt to income ratio is the most important thing for mortgage. Um, there are two parts to a debt to income ratio. The first part or front end, which we're looking at is going to be your potential housing expense. Uh, the back end, which is your total debt to income ratio is really where we're determining how much house you can afford. So we're going to take all the debts that we see on your credit report on a monthly basis. We're going to add the proposed housing expense and you can be a certain percentage of your income. So, for instance, uh, for an FHA mortgage, up to about 55% of your uh, house plus your, your other debts can be uh, weighed against your income. Uh, conventional mortgage, more like 45%. So um, that's kind of the big determining factor. So you can have great credit. You can have a huge down payment, but you still have to play by the debt-to-income ratio rules. That is how you're going to actually get qualified for the mortgage. Gotcha. There are a bunch of different kind of mortgages, um, and I don't really want to go into that today because it is such a big, beefy um, We've got subject other matter. For that, yeah. For sure. So we'll pull another podcast on that to, to talk about what kind of mortgages there are and what might be right for you and your situation. Um, there are um, a few questions I have for you. Like, let's just say we, we've now gotten, we've, we've, we've gotten a house. We've, we're under contract. We are on our, on the road to purchasing this house. 
Um, I, can you tell me um, a little bit about an appraisal just to hit touch base on that one more time? I know we hit it on a different um, podcast, but can you tell me what, what's important about the appraisal and what does that, what's that going to cost the buyer? Sure, absolutely. So an appraisal, um, the, the, I'll, I'll start with the cost. Uh, generally speaking, Five to six hundred bucks okay. is about is about what you should expect to see. I think I've been lying to my clients. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, and let, let's say you're getting a private appraisal for your own uh, well being. I mean, maybe that's going to be a little bit less. But okay. from what I've seen, five to six hundred is is what you can expect to see. Okay. Um, what what does an appraisal do? Generally speaking, we're just making sure that the asset that we're lending against is worth the money. Um, so I think the, the, you use the example of if we're, if you're buying a $500,000 house, we want to make sure that if we're going to lend you that money, it's not actually worth 300,000 bucks. We got to make sure that, that it's a, uh, it's worth it. Right. Um, and then there's a couple other things that we're looking for. We're looking for, uh, hopefully an as is appraisal, meaning the appraiser is stating that there's nothing that needs to be done, uh, to get to said value. Uh, for instance, on some more government deals, uh, mm-hmm. What you'll see is uh, things that need to be done to to qualify for a VA or FHA mortgage. Uh, maybe it's chip paint. Uh, maybe you need a uh, to fix the the stairwell. Maybe the, it's a it's a railing that needs to be put. Uh, on. I've seen a lot of railing problems. Yep, yeah, ex- yep, ex- uh, yeah, exactly. Um, electrical work, things of that nature. So we're hoping to see a first and foremost that we've hit value, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, B that it's as is, and we can move on, and you know the appraisals at that point done with. No worries. So not all appraisals are the same depending on the loan type is what I'm gathering. And um, so an appraiser for an appraisal for say a conventional mortgage is going to probably have no issue. Whereas what you're saying is like an FHA or something like that is going to maybe come in with some things that need to be fixed. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Conventional is probably the, the easiest I would say uh, to, to get through. Um, whereas FHA VA um, there's some different stipulations that they're looking for. Um, and you know, that's where things can get held up a little bit. And that's where, um, the, the listing agent really kind of needs to be on the ball on those. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, they're going to know if, if, right. if we're going to have an appraisal issue or not. So um, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Um, all right. So again, let's just say we're under contract. Um, we're kind of wrapping up here on, on what I have questions I might have for you, but, um, are there things that we should not be doing? While we're under contract, are there things that we should not be doing? This is not a trick question, Clayton. <laughs> like, should I buy the new car? You should, you should not. No, absolutely. So there, there's a couple of things that we, we want you to do and we don't want you to do from a lender perspective. Um, what do we want you to do? We want you to keep your job. Uh, we want to make sure that you are continuing to kind of do everything that we we, we looked at when we're pre-approving. Um, don't, for instance, jump from a W-2 job to a 1099 job. You just disqualified yourself from from a mortgage. Um, we want you to, again. We don't we don't want you spending money. We don't want you um, taking any applications out for for credit. You know, one of the one of the big things that people do is, of course, they're buying a new house, right? They get excited. Uh, maybe they go get a Lowe's credit card or they go to uh, Art Van. I guess that's mm-hmm. not around anymore, but you know, Gardner White or whatever. They're they're excited to buy the house, right? right? Uh, we don't want them to do that because you've just first and foremost, you just had your credit pulled. Right. Again, we don't want that to occur, but you just added debt right. to, to your current situation. So now what we've got to do is uh, we've got to add that to your debt to income ratio. And let's say you're kind of maxed out on your debt to income ratio already. 
uh, you could have just disqualified yourself from, from purchasing that home. Right. So just because you're pre-approved, just because you're under contract, all those things doesn't mean that like at the final hour, you guys are going to take a look at it again, right? We're, we're, yeah, we're not necessarily pulling your credit, right. but we're making sure that everything on the application from start to finish is the same. Not changed. Okay. And, yeah. And that your financial situation is the same. Uh, your debts are the same. Um, I like to put my clients on what I call the ramen diet. You know, you, you, nice. you don't spend money. You, you, you're eating, eating and, and living cheap for a little bit so that by the time we're sitting in the closing table, uh, we are in perfect position and there's no questions. We, we get our clear to close and uh, you get your set of keys. Perfect. Let's go straight to the closing table for our final wrap. Um, what happens at closing? What do I bring to closing? Uh, Is there any point in that at, at closing time where somebody can race into the room and say, stop this is not happening. No, <laughs> hopefully not. Um, no. So obviously you've already got the loan clear to close. Um, what you're going to be bringing to a closing table, um, you're going to be bringing your, uh, your identification. Um, you're going to be, well, right now, obviously you're bringing a mask, right? right. Um, and you're bringing your funds. So there's, there's two really important pieces of that is uh, you're bringing all the money that you're supposed to be bringing to the, to the closing table, either in a cashier's check or in a wire. Um, as the lender, we've already wired the funds. Um, so everyone's getting paid. All things are being distributed by the title company. Um, and I mean, I don't know, maybe in the parking lot, do a couple jumping jacks, get the blood flowing. Cause you're going to be sitting there for half hour to 45 minutes signing documents. Hey, that brings me to down payments. Let's hit that quickly before sure. we wrap this up. What's expected in a down payment? Absolutely. So the old adage is 20%, which uh, isn't true anymore at all. Um, you, there's plenty of programs uh, that have 0% down payment. Um, doesn't mean 0%, zero closing costs, um, but there's, there's all sorts of um, loans out there that can also assist you with down payment and closing costs. So um, just because you don't have 10, 15, 20% to bring to the table doesn't mean you can't buy a house. Actually, the opposite. That's awesome. Yep. I can't wait for our lending podcast because that's going to be very informative. There is. I've got a lot of info it's on that It's going to be like you. riveting, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's conclude our podcast number two. Thanks for joining me today, Clayton. My pleasure, Manny. Thanks so much. Rock it out. Thanks for joining us today. Remember to subscribe to learn a little bit more about real estate every week. Thinking of buying or selling real estate in the Ann Arbor area? Reach out to Clayton Kendrick at Academy Mortgage or me, Mitty Matthews of the Arbor Move team over here at the Moore Group. For your home search needs, head for arbormove.com and find your dream home today.